0: The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.
1: 806 on The Morning Jam. Always love having this guy on the air, especially when it comes to the end of an interesting year politically heading into a major presidential, I don't know, Dr. Bob, every presidential cycle it seems like it's the most important in history. This one may may be the most weirdest one in history.
0: Weird and consequential. Yeah, month. absolutely, without question. Um, I mean, here we are. Uh, my goodness. Uh, proxy wars. Uh, look at the international situation and not even bringing in in terms of the China our border. The world situation, then domestically, look at us in terms of the economy. still a big question mark. Inflation we still very much dealing with, even though they say it's only 3.2 now. Well, back when it was 8, I don't know if you go in the grocery store, you know,
2: mm.
0: uh, you still see certain categories. So anyway, this is probably a very dangerous and also uh, uh, problematic even here domestically. So uh, this is a consequential year that we're going to be facing in 2024
1: for sure. Well, And it's weird in my mind because you've got several prosecutors nipping at the heels of the Republican leader right now, Donald Trump. And then you've got inquiry votes that I think are going to happen today for impeachment for the current president. Now, some of this is, you know, kabuki theater. I I get it. But both of these things could have real results that could affect these conventions that are coming up next summer.
0: Well, uh, without question. I mean, you know, historically, there's always patterns and patterns what predicts the future well it's past behaviors but we're in an uh, area now that uh, how do you follow any of this this is so counterintuitive across the board in terms of the activities uh whether it's the amount of impeachments in terms of the of the court cases and the public's response and reactions and um it's just uh, when we talked about you said I'd like to see into my crystal ball, it not only dropped but it's in a thousand pieces. <laughs> we we're we are where we no man has been or no person has been before. I mean, you know the old Star Trek thing. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard. We, we we haven't been in this kind of situation, and on top of all of that, of course, is the partisan and philosophical, ideological, and generational divide that we see within our nation and so uh it's uh it's all new and it's hard to be too predictive
1: Mm -hmm. so so when we look at i guess we're five weeks away maybe or six from the iowa caucuses you know trump seems to be you know uh gaining a couple of points in the you know in that particular polling you had an interesting thing you said to me on the phone some of the national polling uh Gives a little bit different story.
0: Well, it really does. I mean look, we're we're January fifteenth, so we're about four weeks or so away from the Iowa caucuses. Trump is at fifty percent in Iowa, DeSantis is second at twenty, Haley at sixteen. But the fact of the matter is that Trump's at fifty. He is just at fifty percent. There are fifty percent in Iowa of registered voters now in the polling as of today. Who prefers someone else? Look Mm -hmm. at New Hampshire, which follows on January 23rd. Trump's at 45. Haley right now is at 18. Christie, 12. DeSantis down at 5. Again, 45. Trump is below 50% Mm -hmm. in terms of people favoring him uh, in terms of of the Republicans. (laughs) You look at National right now, Trump's up only two points, 46 to 44. Right now, general election matchup, this is real clear politics, averages.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: DeSantis, within the margin, they're both at 46. Nikki Haley, head-to-head with Joe Biden, is up 5.8%, 458 to Biden's 40%. Mm. Just a snapshot. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that Trump, while it appears right now, and it's hard for me to believe, with all the uh, court cases and what have you and I know there are different perceptions about they're just harassing him and trying to prevent him from becoming president, but the fact of the matter is, among Republicans, Trump's only setting about 45 to 50 percent in the early primary states, Um, and you even look in South Carolina, of course, Nikki Haley does better, and Trump is below the 50 Mm percent. So that's the reality right now, but it appears that Nikki Haley, who that's the new news endorsement in New yeah. Hampshire last night. We'll see if there's a bounce there in the polls. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but the clock is ticking. That's the problem. The clock is really ticking. But if you've got 50% of Republicans prefer someone else, and of course the Democrats are in the same situation as it relates to Biden,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, that gives a, a really interesting dilemma, but also an opportunity
1: yeah. for third party. Yeah, third party. Well, that's that's where I was going next. The the no labels party or whatever. Well, because
3: we we are seeing so many people say that they don't think either one of them are going to make it right. to election time.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, make no mistake about it. A vote for Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. he he just mentally, physically, and I'm not saying he uh, wished no ill upon Joe. Oh, Biden, no, but of course not. He's just. It's another four, and in effect five years. I mean, and I don't know how he does what he does now. Quite frankly, I couldn't do it. Right, I'm seventy and I'm about lost half of my
2: mind.
3: Well, so he can't I... <laughs> do it either, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you're, but the but the half you still have beats Biden <laughs>
1: hands down. <laughs> <It's>, uh,
0: <laughs> well, and, and so um, that that that's a real a real dilemma. I have to tell you, I'm intrigued by uh, the no labels on my blue ridge public television show i had the privilege of uh, interviewing uh one of the co-founders of the no labels it in theory it sounds very interesting um uh, they certainly have gosh 84 some million dollars they will be able to be on all it looks like now virtually all the state oh wow ballots. they're going to hold a convention and, of course, you know, some of us are thinking a mansion and, and, uh, and another uh, person um, uh, might be a Mitt Romney ticket. That would be interesting. A mansion, Mitt Romney? I mm-hmm. don't know. But um, anyway, I think that the third party's uh, viability is going to play a role in 2024. Mm-hmm. The whole legal issue. I happen to favor the notion of let the Supreme Court make a decision about yes. this right now. Let's, let's get this let's
1: get it behind out of us. the
0: way. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Deal with it and now. Then, get ahead of it. Absolutely, so that we can have a little bit more <clears throat> clarity um, mm-hmm. going forward. Um, but I tell you, when you look to your left, your right, up and down, national and international, I don't know. We need a whole lot of prayer during this holiday season, yes. and and uh, reflection. I it just feels so uncomfortable, and just the uh, on edge. It seems to me uh, from top to bottom.
1: So, our uh, divert just for a moment here with me, and let's talk about this Ukrainian situation. Republicans find themselves in a a little bit of a pickle, but they, you know, the pickle they've helped create, along with everyone else, is tying this money going to Ukraine to getting some things done at our own border. Uh, Do you think that's, do you think Republicans are going to uh, buckle there or are they going to hold fast and say, look, no money goes to them until we fix our, our border or we start at least moving in that direction?
0: Well, that's another one of those it's it's a cat and mouse uh game it's uh it's gonna go right up to the to the last moment mm-hmm. um and um uh, a game of chicken yes a yeah. game of dare yeah and it's really hard to predict in a way uh if you take each of the three things separately in terms of Israel and I don't know what in the world i mean the,
2: the
0: sorrow there just I know about Hamas and all, but, I mean, let's just understand that that's a horrible, horrible situation. Yeah. Uh, but if you take them three separately, there's no real disagreement, per se. Biden has finally recognized there's a crisis at the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, but putting all three of those, of Israel, the border, and Ukraine together, um, separate, there doesn't seem to be much argument. I will say, I think, that the Biden administration has moved more than the Republicans at this point. And it seems they're talking more about policy things than about money. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so I don't know how that will ultimately be resolved, but it's going to come down to a game of of chicken at some point. And I'm not sure they can get it done before the recess, but... um, uh, I would like to think that all three uh, can be done. I think Johnson makes a, a, a very good point about um, about which is the more important border—that right. of right. Ukraine versus
2: Ours. America
0: here—and <laughs> yeah. it shouldn't be either or; it should be both and. Sure, sure. That's that's the issue. That that seems to me um, you would think we could come to some some sort of compromise.
1: Give me one um, and this is just going to ask you to pull this out of your hat of tricks, sir give me one thing that we know is sort of in the queue that could happen that could change the outlook on every aspect of what we just talked about could that could be Taiwan or, or whatever what what one thing do you think could change and we all wake up and say, oh my God we really got to pay attention on who we're voting for here?
0: Well, uh, that that that's quite a question. Uh, I know <laughs> it, it could be it could be all types of things. I think as uh, about the future of Trump and and the criminal. See, I do think right now people are reflecting upon referendum in terms of Biden. Where I am today, I do happen to agree with the thought that when it comes to next fall, um, it's going to be uh, a matter of choice, mm-hmm. and I think the choices are going to be very clear internationally we have no control if the war either war or actions broaden Mm -hmm. and becomes that's going to have a big impact um in terms of do you stay with who's there you don't change in the middle of a war um so the international situation could explode and that i think would be the the major um impact in terms of the trump and the trials that too i think secondarily how some of those go, when they start focusing in, those who are independent voters, mm-hmm. certainly we know the millennials and X, um, uh, Generation Z, they're pulling away from the Democrats, but they're also not exactly falling in with Republicans. Right. So the audience right now are those independents, which has grown now to about 34%, according to the polls or self-identified, and then we have a generational there. And they're not happy. Yeah, they're not happy.
3: I have to tell you, Doctor Bob, I'm not happy. I don't feel represented by anybody right now.
0: I, I, yes, I'm. I'm there in that. Uh, I don't know what basket. Yeah. I know what. I know uh, what Hillary Clinton would right. call my basket. Well, but, uh, right.
3: Come on <laughs> in. I'm the in water's fine. But but the, you know. But the problem is that they don't. They don't share my values. They don't share. Uh, fiscally responsible ideals on on how we should as a country pay our bills take care of our people their priorities are off i mean nothing and and i mean that for both sides it's very frustrating and it started about uh oh
0: not quite two decades ago but started going down this uh identity politics yeah And we have, uh, it's all about me, me, me. And you don't hear a lot of we. Right. Um, And so when we no longer have the commonality of belief, attitudes, and values, that's a splinter. Right. And at one point, it was the values of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution is what made us whole. Mm. Not race, not where we came from, but what made America was. Point to the belief, attitudes, and values reflected. And yes, it was Judeo-Christian society. Mm-hmm. I'm not advocating. I'm just simply saying, if you look at the values that are articulated in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, that is what quote made America. Those fundamental beliefs. Those are fractured now. Yeah. Because of primarily identity politics. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm going to say it. Yeah and don't give out my email now. i tell you <laughs> what <I guess. laughs>
1: Well, Dr. Bob, as, as always, thank you, sir. Dr. Bob, political analyst, we hope you have a, a wonderful Christmas holiday and a happy new year. We look forward to talking to you in 24.
0: Well, it's always a pleasure, and God bless both of you and the audience, and let's really do have a, a blessed Christmas, and I wish that upon everyone. Thank you so much for the privilege of sharing this last year with you, but as we go into the future. So you're very kind. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, sir. Well, Janet, we'll be back at 721. I'll be here.
0: The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.